On today's episode, Ms. Kelly, Wide Horizons Preschool Coordinator, joins Amy and myself to discuss how Wide Horizons Preschool staff provide students with a positive and enjoyable learning experience. We also uncover how they continue to remain creative with their daily operations. Ms. Kelly shares fun, easy, and free ways to keep children engaged while at home. At Wheaton Park District, we manage 54 parks, dozens of playgrounds, tennis courts, and a mini golf and skate park. We have an accredited zoo, a county museum, multiple athletic fields and sports complex, two swimming pools, 150 acres of nature preserves, and a 27-hole golf course and banquet facility. Everything else is just a talk in the park. Everyone, please welcome Kelly Nielsen, Wide Horizons Preschool Coordinator, to A Talk in the Park. Yay, clap, clap, clap. Mark, insert claps here. Thank Thank you for having me. (laughs) Kelly, can you describe your role as the Wide Horizons Preschool Coordinator? Sure. So basically what I do is I help to manage the day-to-day happenings at Wide Horizons. Sometimes I like to think of it as... um, I am the first mate of a ship, and Jamie Martinson is the captain. Mm -hmm. And so together we make a pretty good team. She steers the ship, and I'm down on the deck, you know, in it with my crew members. Mm -hmm. And um, we're all working together. And then I kind of tell her what we need to make our, you know, our program successful. And then she actually puts it all into into action and helps us go where we need to go. So um, I couldn't do it without her. And if I didn't have such an amazing team of teachers under me, um, it would make my job impossible. So I'm very lucky that I have oh, an amazing team. But yeah, it's basically just managing day to day. I also help to set the curriculum. We match it to District 200's standards as well as the state standards. And we kind of mold everything together so that uh, when kiddos leave our program, they are prepared for kindergarten. I also schedule all the activities, field trips, visitors, picture day, trainings for staff and things like that. How many years have you been with the program? I have been here, finished just finished seven years. So this is the beginning of my eighth year at Wide Horizons. I know I believe it's number four for the being the coordinator. Okay. Yeah. So how did you become so you were a teacher first and then became the coordinator i was okay yes so you probably have seen the program evolve quite a lot over those seven almost eight years or i years. i have yeah um it's in a really amazing direction and i feel like our standing in the community is is only gotten better definitely so yeah it's really taken off and and like i said it's because of the amazing teachers low turnover great leadership that we're able to be where we are today. Consistency is huge, huge. in the program, especially mm-hmm. something that's nine months long and this intensive. Yep. So what's your favorite part about the job then? My favorite part really is watching the progress of students. I think a lot of people um, think that teachers love students when they come in that already know everything and they've already got all their letters and numbers down and they're the star student. And it's actually the opposite for me. I enjoy when students come in not knowing very much. Maybe they're a little shy. They've never been to preschool before because that's where you see the growth um, when you start with nothing. And then by the end of the school year, they um, are doing things that they were not able to do in the beginning and it's very obvious that's where the excitement comes in watching that growth I would also say that um, working with the same families year after year is super yeah. exciting we um, we have several families that have you know two three four 
um, kiddos that come through our program. And it's fun when you have that first one and the second the second child is in diapers. Mom is pregnant with the third. <laughs> and I've been here so long that now I have graduated that one that she was pregnant with. All three with. of them, Yes. Yeah. And so getting to know the families and know the the, the kids, um, the siblings, getting to see the older siblings when they come back and drop, you know, their, their little brother or sister off at preschool. That's exciting. Yeah, I love that. It's probably sad to see, like, once all of the children in a certain family are I know. Kind of come through. The families graduated. Yes, not just I've always said, like, can you please just have one more? <laughs> right. We don't want to see you go. And you know, of course, I get funny looks. But yes, it is. It's it's a bittersweet. Mm-hmm. You know that you've sent them off, and you know, yeah. knowing what they need to know. And it's nice living in the community. A lot of times I run into the families at grocery stores and parks and things like that. Yeah. My sister and I, we actually just bought a house um, a block away from the school that we went to elementary school. And my sister is a first grade teacher there. Mm -hmm. So very often we see kids walk by our house. We're excited for Halloween this year because then I think a lot of kids are going to figure out where where she lives. lives. Yeah. yeah. So. That's a blessing in the curse, I think. <laughs> yes, that's... I have had kids walk by the house and then they kind of do a double take. And it's like, oh, hey, I didn't know we were neighbors. How about that? Or even trick-or-treating, uh-huh. I have yep. had that happen in the past. I didn't know we were neighbors. Yeah. So, yeah, that is kind of fun. She always makes it, She, I mean, she always makes it fun of like, if you can find where Miss Sicklecki lives, yeah. you know, you guys will get extra candy. So King size bars? Fun. Well... Maybe this year. I think some extra smiles are needed this year. (laughs) With Wide Horizons being a play-based preschool program, how is the curriculum structured to assure kindergarten readiness in addition to socialization and play? Well, when you say play-based, yes, we are play-based, but I I think that we are actually more of a blend of play-based and academic. So when someone says play-based, it's essentially a program where the child leads the direction of what's going on. So if a child is really into cars and they want to play with cars the whole time, then that's okay. Um, Academic would be the exact opposite where it's all the entire day is structured by the teacher. You're learning letters and numbers and all of those academics. So what we try to do is take the important parts of both of those aspects and Mm -hmm. blend them together. Um, I think they both have value. And, um, and so what we do is we, are, we try to be real creative and make our playtime educational so that we are hiding the academics mm-hmm. inside of the play and they don't really realize that they're learning along the way. Um, so there's lots of fun puzzles or games or little things that we have out for them that they can play with. And like I said, while they're playing, they're actually learning. And... Um, a lot of times the play might just be working on like fine motor or gross motor or something like that, which is essential at this age. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think play-based sometimes gets a bad rap, um, but actually play is like kiddo's job when they're that old. They need to play. There's so much benefit that comes from playing as far as developing like cognitive skills, social skills, language skills. Um, like I said, fine and gross motor. They're working on their self-confidence, which is huge at that age. Mm-hmm. Problem solving. And a lot of those things help make the academics easier. Um, there's like there's a little quote that I read somewhere where um, if you have really good social skills, it will help you when you to learn your ABCs and one, two, threes and all the academics. 
But if all you have is the academics, academics won't help you with the social skills. So really the foundation is the social skills and those um, types of things we, we really try to um, focus on so that everything else kind of falls into place and makes things easier when that child is ready to learn the numbers and letters, then it just is ready to go. Sharing. I think that's a big thing is learning to share with other kids. I mean, I might have to pick your brain with my one-year-old and learning things and watching him do stuff at home. Like you said, I mean, there's things that reading books and other stuff that are more play, but you're trying to teach them stuff. Yeah, the, the socialization really is important, especially during these times right now, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people aren't getting out and play groups and things. And so, yeah, socialization is super important. Learning how to navigate when someone takes something that you want. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a there's a definite right and wrong on how on how to handle that situation and you would think that it's obvious that you know I can't believe you just yelled at that child and and pulled it away but that is what if that's all the child knows so we actually instead of just saying you know give that back that wasn't yours we sit down and say okay let's talk about this and let's figure out what happened kids have a hard time navigating it if they've never encountered that situation before and knowing what to say the next time actually giving them the words to use i would like to play with this may i have a turn when you're done works wonders a lot of times i didn't even know that was an option so those teaching moments, like you're saying, Absolutely. you know, teaching them what to do versus just reprimanding them. I feel with me, like just saying no, no, no all the time. Is it giving this bad thought process of like anything I do is wrong? It's just going to be no versus please don't do that or let's do this and right. try to redirecting them. And I catch myself all the time now thinking like, oh, I, I shouldn't just say no all the time. Right. Or explaining why. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we'll have to say, like, look at Jimmy's little face. You took what he had. Now look at his face and what do you think he's feeling? Mm-hmm. You know, for a child to understand that others have feelings too and that you don't want to make someone sad. Right. That's all new. And that's it's all learning. Everybody at any age for can sure. learn all that sort of stuff. For sure. Have you seen the play-based or the blend kind of grow or change and like evolve over the last couple of years as like technology has advanced or things like that? Well, I just, I feel like there is a huge push for this kindergarten readiness. And I think when people hear that, they think academics. Mm -hmm. But kindergarten readiness really means making sure that your body and mind is ready to accept and receive what kindergarten is about to throw at you. And so being able to sit still, being able to be a kind friend, being able to um, deal with your emotions when you get frustrated and know what to say, those are all things that really you need to have first. And so that's more important. So with the new guidelines in place, I'm sure it's very difficult with coming up with stuff. So how have you guys been creative in the classroom with like your daily operations and and the daily play activities? Well, the funny part about this is um, if anyone in the world can be creative, it's a group of preschool teachers. Definitely. Um, I would agree with that. So (laughs) we, this is, this is where we excel. Um, you you give us a problem to be creative with, and we um, we can come up with a solution. We can make just about anything out of a little bit of a glue stick and some some yarn and Milk some googly carton. eyes. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, and so what we've done is we've tried to keep the the bones, the most important thing about preschool, intact. 
and then worked around the guidelines. So we've basically set up more areas where so that we can spread the students out. We got rid of our snack time. And that was always done on the other side of the room at, at tables. So now that we can utilize those tables for play areas, mm -hmm. then that kind of opened up and made our classrooms all a little bit bigger. Um, we're only allowing two to three students to play together at one time. So it was um, maybe last year, we would allow you know seven kids to all work on a puzzle together or play Legos together. We're trying to limit that. Um, but actually with our smaller class sizes, it really hasn't been an issue. We, uh, most of us got rid of our rugs that we, like we had like a ABC rug or circle yeah. time rug mm -hmm. on the floor. And instead we are seating kids with these little spot markers, these little plastic circles, and mm -hmm. we let them decorate them so they felt some ownership Cute. over yeah. them and had they have their name. And so the spot markers are where they sit and those are um, nice and spread out. And like I said, with our smaller class sizes, it's easier to, to spread them out and keep them apart. Um, one of the things that we did was every student got a whiteboard. And so instead of sitting everyone down at the tables and doing worksheet maybe together all at once, where there would be several students at a table, they're sitting at, at their spot marker on the floor. Mm -hmm. We'll do the lesson up at the board. And then um, we say, okay, and everyone take out your whiteboard and we do it real time right there. And then they just hold up their whiteboards and we can practice. And I actually think it's more fun. It sounds for them. more fun. Um, a whiteboard is, is something that's different. Diff yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And it feels neat to write it. And then they have their own special eraser and yeah. then they get to erase their own whiteboard. Yeah. So it makes it a little bit more interactive and more fun. Um, and then we can do other things with letters. So, We've done that, but then we've also incorporated, which we've always had, I suppose, lots of song. Um, we're very animated because most of the time our students can't see our face. So uh, our hands are kind of turning into a way to communicate. We're mm -hmm. very animated and we're singing lots of songs because we want the feel of the preschool classroom to be fun, right. engaging, happy, friendly. Um, and so we have to do that without them being able to see our face. We did get what we're calling like huge sneeze guards, like you see at the grocery store, mm -hmm. the big plexiglass. We have enormous ones that we're able to pull in front of us at circle time and at book time that um, will protect us so we can take off our mask and the children can then see our face. We can read a book or talk about the letter. And so that's been a nice addition to the classroom as well. So with the whiteboards and stuff, like what do you think some of these new things you've had to do with the pandemic would you carry over when things are quote unquote back to normal? Because I get that a lot in athletics of, well, hey, this is something we're doing now that we have to, but I see value more that we could carry on forward. So what about you with preschool? Yeah, I do love the whiteboard idea. Um, and I also like, you know, we're trying to get outside more yeah. and that's, and make it a point of being outside. I feel like maybe in years past, if you had the extra time at the end of the day, then maybe you get outside. But it is really important, too, for the gross motor aspect. When kids climb and hang and pull and jump, mm -hmm. all of those things work into helping the, the fine motor and helping them hold a, a pencil for writing and, and cutting with scissors. So it's all very important. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the pandemic overall has kind of refocused everyone mm -hmm. on what's important and what's not. And yeah. so, yeah, I feel like there are some things that, yeah, that we'll take away for next year. 
I mean, I remember being in high school and whenever like my French teacher was like, okay, everyone like go grab a whiteboard. Like it was exciting even for high schoolers. And I was like 15 and 16 at the time, you know? So it's, I feel like, I don't know. Yes, there's something fun about a whiteboard. And then we've even shown Mm -hmm. that if a child is not sure how to make a letter, if an adult makes a letter on a whiteboard and then the child like traces it with their finger and erases it at the same time, it gives them that ability to kind of figure out what they're supposed to do, the action that it's supposed to go in, and then you can hand them the marker and let them have a turn. It's a unique way of teaching them versus just, Mm -hmm. okay, you take the pencil and draw over it. Like you said, you're erasing it, and then they can redraw it. Yeah, the tactile is, is kind of fun too. Yeah, definitely. What are some of the most frequently asked questions you receive regarding the Wide Horizons preschool program? Well, you would think that we have a lot of questions regarding the pandemic and how we're going to be structuring our classes. But actually, the most common question is, do you have availability? Parents are really looking for a place for their children. And um, they know that our program is a good one and they're trying to find a spot that's available. A lot of places have closed or they, you know, there's, there's no, there's no more availability. Things are full. And so, yeah, we are, we're still getting questions about, do you have any openings in any of your rooms? And, you know, we also have an online version of preschool this year and that was one of the first ones to actually fill up. So no matter what a parent's need was, whether they were looking for something virtual or whether they were looking for Mm in-person, we were able to meet those needs, which was really nice. What does the um, virtual preschool program look like? It is a 30-minute Zoom on Tuesday and Thursday, so it's live. I teach it, and um, there are 17 students in the class, and so we Mm. all meet. We sing songs. There's a lesson. We read books. Um, we have our, our special puppet, Sunny, who comes to visit <laughs> us, and sometimes uh, a little girl puppet named Rosie. And we have it. lots of fun games. We play bingo, and they try to guess what's in my, uh, my mystery box. And so it's, we try to make it very interactive. So that's uh, 30 minutes on Tuesday and Thursday. And then I also record a 30-minute session on Tuesday and Thursday immediately after the class, which is mm-hmm. more of a continuation of what we did. And then on Fridays, I send home a packet, um, I'll say, of goodies because it's all of the things that the parents will need the, the following week to do all of the activities that I suggest. So it could awesome. be I've sent, I've been making some Play-Doh at home <laughs> and then bagging it up so that everyone has their own Play-Doh. I try not to assume that anyone has anything at their home except for markers and scissors and um, mm-hmm. things like that. So everything that they need to do any of the worksheets or to do the art projects mm-hmm. or anything fine motor, I send it all home with directions. And then they get a little bit of live Zooming with me, but then they also get activities to work on with their child at their own time. It's almost like a early morning 30-minute TV you yes. know, like, you know, yeah. Sesame Street and yes, Mr. Rogers I know. Someone said like it was, that. it's almost like Mr. Rogers, right? Like he was, he was the originator <laughs> yeah. of, Correct. of the virtual school. Right. right. And, um, and I find myself even in the recorded talking to the students, even though I know that I, I can't hear them, but asking mm-hmm. them questions and waiting for a response. Cause I know that they're probably right. speaking, yeah, right. speaking to me. So it is, it's, it's fun. It's very different, yeah. but I have to say that those kids, my virtual kids and the parents, 
they're amazing. Mm -hmm. They're all there. They're engaged. Today was the letter D. We had a dance party for letter D. And I turned on the music. And I can't tell you how cute it is to (laughs) see uh, 16, 17 students on the Mm -hmm. Zoom. Everyone up and moving and dancing. Yeah, there's something. It's it's amazing. My little guy likes to dance all the time. Anytime music is on the TV yeah. and he, yeah. just watching him and he just like goes back and forth, but it's the cutest thing ever. Yep. So. so yeah, we did a freeze dance. So they had to listen for when the music stopped and then they all had to be frozen in that spot. Yeah, they, they crack me up. It's hysterical. It'll be interesting to see again, like you said, is that something people right. are going to want moving forward? How far into the future will this go? Yeah. And maybe just for parents who maybe have um, someone else watching their child while they're at work, if they don't yeah. have access to a car, right. that this would be an option for their child to get a little bit of instruction as, lo- as well as ideas yeah. to do at home. Mm-hmm. It might be something that... Or charge like a subscription for the pre-recorded stuff. You for know, sure. That's something really easy that's not as schedule based right because yeah. some people might be okay at 10 o'clock some might want at 11 but still right. want the same information right. and then the ideas that are sent home i'm sure are helpful too mm-hmm. yeah definitely so is there any availability open in any of the programs um in not in my virtual my virtual <laughs> is full and most of our classes i do believe are maxed out yeah it's tough because you have a lot less spots to offer. Yes. And because the program is so good and mm-hmm. people like it, it's just in high demand. And, and we see that in some of the other right. activities through the park district. Right. I mean, we used to be able to cap the classes at 18 and 20, but with the limits that we have to, to abide by, we can't have that many in right now, you know, and who knows what next year will look like. We're mm-hmm. hoping that we're able to increase that number. Definitely. So what are some online resources you'd recommend for like virtual learning? Well, besides Miss Kelly's preschool on Tuesdays obvious, and Thursdays, the, the I want to. I mean, I want to enroll in that class. Like that sounds like a great way to start my day. It is fun. Um, you know, that's a really tough question because the preschool teacher in me says that children don't need any more screen time, and clearly the virtual class that I teach is a little bit different, right? Because it is more interactive, and mm-hmm. so I guess if you could find something that's interactive like that. Mm-hmm. Um, then I would say go for it. But I would I would really recommend just playing, reading, getting out and about, you know, going out, finding things in nature. It's it's more about talking and including your child, even when you're driving in the car, um, pointing out road signs, you know, hey, we're let's pick a letter for the day, pick a letter for the week. And then just all sorts of activities around that letter. You know, if the letter is A. Driving down the road, you see an A. Hey, there's an A over there. Can you spot it? Do you see the A? Or saying, is there an A in that sign? You know, do you see one? Nope, I don't either. What about this sign over here? It doesn't have to be um, worksheets and sitting down at a desk. It's more about just exposing children, and that's going to come through just daily life. You know, if you're doing dishes, invite them up to do it with you. It's great fine motor skills, squeezing a sponge. And if you don't want them to help you, then pull up a chair and just tell them like, hey, I need all of this water from this cup to that cup. Here's a sponge, stick it in, put it in the other, squeeze it. And kids find funny activities like that that are just slightly off, Yeah, really mm-hmm. fun. Um, the same thing goes for like a squirt bottle. 
I love squirt bottles because the squeezing action of a squirt bottle is so good for fine motor and mm-hmm. kids think it's hysterical to squirt water. So I say, you know, go outside and write some letters or numbers on your driveway with chalk and then call one out and tell your child to squirt it with water. You know, it's things like that, that, you know, even in the bathtub, if you're giving your child a shower or a bath, give them a squirt bottle, smear a colored soap all over the wall or something, and then tell them that they have to squirt it off. It's things like that. You just have to be just a little bit creative. And that's Mm -hmm. where I think Pinterest maybe would come in. And you could probably find some really great ideas on Pinterest of simple things that you can do with your child at home that don't cost any money. And it's probably with supplies that you already have. Yeah. Or that you can find at the dollar store. Yeah. You know, a hole punch. That's another one of my favorites. Kids love a hole punch. And again, the squeezing action. And it seems more like a tool or something that moms and dads are supposed to use. Right. Yeah. My favorite is every year when we pull out the hole punch for an activity, they have to find a letter, you know, only hole punch the letter A because that's the letter we're doing today. I've had students tell me, I'm not allowed to use these. And I'm like, you know, what happened? You know, why? This is a danger. This is dangerous. And I was, actually, it's not. Let me just show you. Only a piece of paper could fit through there. You can't hurt yourself. Right. But it looks kind of like something Scary. that moms yeah. and dads would use. And yeah. hey, when you squeeze it, it pops a hole in the paper. So it does come across um, yeah. like something like they're not supposed to have. Or makes then, a mess. And then the parents got to clean it up. Right. And, and so when I show them, no, watch, this is awesome. And then again, that tactile of the when it actually punches and gives them that, um, so like that satisfaction, yes. that noise, like oh, I just mm-hmm. did something, and then they move yeah, that they exciting. move it, like and there's the hole, mm-hmm. and it's like ooh, now that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. So it's things like that, um, you know, singing songs, counting everything that you come into contact with, even like I said, if you're in the car and you're waiting for a train, count the train cars, count the houses, count the sidewalk you know, pieces as you're going for a walk, Mm -hmm. pick up sticks and try to make letters out of the sticks. That was one of our activities for our virtual class, you know, using things outside Mm -hmm. or um, found in your house, make your name. You know, if you have an S in your name, maybe you have to go find a sock, something that's curvy that you can bend. And um, I'm I'm amazed, you know, that's that's how kids enjoy learning the academic side. They don't want to sit with a paper and pencil so much and just do drills yeah. of handwriting yeah. practice. Yes, because I remember those days when I was in kindergarten and first grade very well. Yeah, that's not so <laughs> Very, fun. very well. No. Well, those all sound like very simple and easy and things that I free. think almost everyone. I think everyone. that's a big thing. Free. Yeah. free. For sure. That's huge. Wide Horizons is committed to providing students with the most positive and enjoyable learning experience possible. How would you and your staff continue to uphold these important values every school year? So I think when I think of our team of teachers, um, yes, we are teachers. We love what we do. But first and foremost, we're moms. And so we kind of come at it with that tender side. Um, We treat our students the way that we want our own children, who uh, most of which have all gone through District 200 schools or are in it right now. We treat our students in our classrooms the way that we want our students to be treated when we send them out into the world. Mm -hmm. And we know that it can be... Um, nerve-wracking for parents, especially when it's their first child, to send them off to preschool. We've had parents get teary-eyed, cry, peek through the window, and we get it. And so we are there to give them um, that experience where they're going to learn, but where they also feel welcomed and nurtured 
there's there's a saying that I like that um, children learn from people that they like and they like someone who they feel connected to and you feel connected to someone when you are having positive interactions through playing, laughing, something like that. And so I think we try to build those positive connections Mm -hmm. so that when a student thinks of school, their first thought is that was fun, I like it and I wanna go back. Um, If a student doesn't end up leaving our, if a student leaves our class and doesn't know all of their letters and numbers, that's not the most important. What we want is when a student leaves at the end of the school year is that their first idea is that school is fun, they are excited about learning, and then therefore when mom and dad say, okay, now it's time to go to kindergarten, their only understanding of school is like, this is great, let's go, it's just a new school, but school is fun and I enjoy learning. I think that's what our job is and not so much the letters and numbers. It's just making sure that kids leave us with that lifelong love of learning. Positive vibes, you know, like making sure, like you said, that it's a good experience versus a negative. Because a lot of negative things, people are like, no, 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 they're going to kick, they're going to scream, they don't want to go. And like you said, I mean, there is importance to a certain degree Mm -hmm. of letters, numbers, and that stuff. But again, you got to make it fun and positive so they want to keep going back and learn what they didn't learn that time. And we've had kids, right? You know, kids come into our program if they've never left mom and dad before, and they do. We have had criers. Um, And it's kind of exciting when you turn that corner, when they just kind of take Mm -hmm. a deep breath and realize this is actually fun Mm -hmm. and I'm okay and I, I want to stay. And so when they turn that corner and they walk in on their own and they're smiling, then that's mom and dad starts huge. crying then because yes. they're like, they're not crying for me. They're, <laughs> that's right. They're enjoying right. it. It's like, wait. Yep. And we know yeah. we can do that. Some take a little bit longer right. than others. But um, we know that we have that ability to change their mind. Yeah. And and that's, that's an amazing gift that we have, right. right, to give these students that school is great. We, we welcome you. This is a wonderful place to be. And we're all going to have fun as this nice little tight-knit community called the classroom. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I, I learned a lot. I, there's definitely some things I'm going to take home for my little guy, even though he's one. I mean, I'm just, he loves like vacuuming, watching me vacuum and picking stuff up. Yeah, so like trying starts, to right? incorporate mm-hmm. some of those things into like learning, like you said, and even though, you know, he's not speaking and stuff, but getting those things started beforehand and getting them ready for when he does start to go. They're little sponges. Two-year-old preschool, three-year-old preschool, all Mm -hmm. that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I think this is going to be great information for parents. It's a lot of free stuff, things they can do at home, what we're offering here. So a wide variety of information. It's good, Mark. It's really good. I just thought of that, you know. (laughs) Well, thanks so much for joining us today. And we look forward to hopefully chatting with you in the future as things evolve in the preschool learning world. Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening. Be sure to download, rate, share, and subscribe to A Talk in the Park wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow the Wheaton Park District on Facebook and Instagram at Wheaton Park District. Additional information on Wheaton Park District programs and services can be found at wheatonparkdistrict.com. Until next time, this has been a Talk in the Park.
A Talk in the Park is a production of the Wheaton Park District.